You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and online at fansroomsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays and check out our Patreon page patreon.com slash raise unfiltered Ulysses look at these pretty pictures I see all these pretty new stadium pictures in St. Petersburg they're so glowing and vibrant and beautiful some of them outdoors some of them oh yeah with covered roofs but all in St. Petersburg on this 86 acre Tropicana field site I love how we always get these renderings and that's at the end of the day, that's all they are. They're just pictures on a piece of paper. Well, it really means nothing at the end of the day. Yeah. Right now it means nothing. Uh, But you know, last year we had that run in the postseason where they, you know, we, we started saying if Zunino does something impactful in the last game of the world series and the Rays win it all, I would get a Zunino tattoo. Uh-huh. I would rather get the Ebor rendering because that thing is pretty. That yeah. that one I liked. But let, let, let's focus on St. Pete. What did you think about all these, what, five, six, seven, eight proposals? Yeah, so there were, well, I guess nine proposals were sent in, but two of them didn't meet the city's criteria. So really seven proposals that'll be looked at and each of these proposals basically have two versions, one with a stadium and one without a stadium. And again, let's remember, I mean, this is all great. I think it's a great thing that the city of St. Petersburg is going forward with this redevelopment project, a multi-billion dollar redevelopment project. But I got to tell you, um, I do not want to see a brand new stadium in St. Petersburg. Because I think that means a couple of things. It means that the Rays got everything they wanted and basically uh, flipped the taxpayers over and gave them a spanking. And two, <laughs> that they're, they're definitely going forward with the split city scenario if they have a new stadium in St. Petersburg. Because I don't care uh, how good it looks, how much it costs, it is still in a bad location now maybe if you attach a chick-fil-a to the thing okay maybe i might buy it maybe you maybe you up the attendance a little bit but that is the problem i look this doesn't interest me or attract me at all because i want to see these renderings 25 mile east in the city that is hosting the super bowl in the city that is hosting wrestlemania in the city that uh that has an NBA team playing a portion of its well, regular season in its city. So that, okay. that's what I would like to see. I would like to, I, I, that, that's ultimately, and I think a lot of people agree with this. Most people agree with this, that the, the Rays should be playing, you know, whether it's a split city or not to, to help the attendance factor and to make that resolved in some shape or form is you've got to have it in Hillsborough County in Tampa proper. 
and that's 100% correct. You have to have it in Tampa. That's why out of every single rendering and, and plans that will be made, I, I, until they top Ebor, Ebor is number one. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was number one in terms of, of how it looked and uh, on what it could do throughout the, the year, the calendar year, how it could be used. Uh, the fact that it has a dome, uh, a roof. I mean, all of these renderings, as 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 beautiful and 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 really exciting as they were to, to see and and scan through, Kevin, none of them had a roof, which goes to speak to your point. Uh, it, it's the split city. It's they're they're talking about a, mm-hmm. a cozy stadium that could be used until maybe the love bugs arrive in early June. And that means that the race can just go up to Montreal to 69 degree weather. Um, That's the, that's the first thing I I understand your point. Yes, it has to be in Tampa, but if somehow the rays get enough of that 86 acre to be a wheel of money, of making money, of revenue, right. uh, which uh, is it maybe like an armature works or a Sparkman's outside and, and you can kind of integrate it into the ballpark experience. And they are, they have the rights to get money from that and, and earn money from that. Then I wouldn't mind one bit uh, for them to stay in Pinellas for the 81 games. I, I would have no problem with that. I would hate it to be a half city and then you spend all that money too. I think that's ridiculous. So if it, it, the renderings are all fine and dandy, and yes, I would like it in Tampa, but I'd rather have 81 games in Pinellas than 41 games in Pinellas. I mean, that, that, that makes no right. sense. Yeah, and that, it's one of those things too, though. I, I still don't think you're solving the attendance issue. And I think the Rays, of course, if they did get some kind of stadium there and they get a portion and all this acreage, What's to say they don't just pocket the money and when the payroll is $60 million, they just scream, well, look, we only drew 15,000 fans right. to the new stadium. Look at this new great stadium, this, this $800, $900 million stadium we built, um, but still nobody's coming to the games. And I think that is something that is a problem where on the side, they're, they're making all this money uh, through development rights and so on and so forth but they're not actually putting that into the team on the field. That is my concern with this. And I think it's going to continue to be an argument that keeps on going forward. Look at the Miami Marlins, for example, they got the brand yes. new spanking new stadium and yeah, they, they spent for the first year or two, but that, that, that wore off quick, the shine wore Real off quick. quick. And now the Marlins are, are now they, they don't spend money. They're, they're kind of in the same boat as they were before and they don't draw either. So exactly. that's my problem with it. And it comes back Bill, to, again, I, I just don't think you can have it in St. Petersburg for 41 games, 80 games. And you definitely can't have it as an, an open roof scenario, no. even with the split city proposal. I mean, you can make the argument, well, yeah, they're going to be gone in June, but it still gets pretty hot in April and May. And it still rains yeah. in April and May. And the other thing too, with that is uh, you're, you're automatically discouraging a certain amount of people by saying, Oh, it's May and I don't want to sit outside in the Florida sun for four hours. I don't care if you have some type of uh, uh, if it's a little bit covered in the shade and, and all the stands are covered and, and there's uh, there, there's cool misty 
water that flows down. Like you can come up with all these, the, these different cooling efforts that yeah. you want. It's got to be indoors. It's got to be indoors. It's got to be a retractable roof or it's got to be fully covered indoors in my opinion. 100%. And the fact it would be a very poor and very expensive way of proving a point to build a new stadium in, in St. Petersburg and then for the attendance problems to still be there and Which then say, will. oh, well, maybe it's the location. Yeah, it's the location. You don't have to go through $700 million and and, and redeveloping that site in order to prove the point that we all understand. It's the least in the 30 mile or 30 minute drive it's it's the ballpark that has the least amount of people in, in, in that drive so you have to fix that you can't just fix it by putting a convention center there uh, right. or, or a, a, a beautiful basin which one of them has or or the creeks that that the other one has or luxury towers like those are fine and dandy and and, and they look cool but they don't solve the problem which is People that can just get there easily. Also, uh, maybe I'm mistaken, but I didn't see any ferries or any uh, light, uh, you know, light rail, uh, bus, buses, right? Uh, any type of public transportation that would help the population problem. Which uh, you have to get people in and out easily. Uh, where is the famous Orlando Tampa light rail? I mean, right. you gotta fi- you gotta fix these things, and, and you're not going to fix it by just uh, doing an open air stadium in St. Petersburg. Like they're very pretty to look at. It's great. Uh, all for that. I'm, yeah. I'm all for plans to keep going too, Kevin. Because the more plans, then that means the wheels are turning. People are effectively working on it on solving this problem. So, in essence, it's good that these things come out, but. We have to be honest with ourselves. The location doesn't work. People don't live there. You got to move it to Tampa. Yeah. And, and the other thing you mentioned with not having a roof on, on many, of, if not all of these proposals here, is you don't just want to leave it as an empty building throughout the summer, right? right. Don't you want to be able to host concerts and you know maybe a wrestling event and other sporting events and things like that? You want to be able to convert it at your leisure, if you're able to do that. Look, yes. until I would be okay with the, the St. Petersburg proposal, if if there's a day where I can just jump in a drone and, and fly over that bridge, fly over that traffic, <laughs> and just plop right into a parking spot, okay, then I'll get it. But but as of as of right now, I, I'm not buying that at all. I, I just am really, really skeptical because if you read some of the articles that have come out this week, we're still Mayor Rick Kreisman and Stu Sternberg and and the Tampa Bay Rays are still very far apart and there's still not a lot of um, collaboration or productivity from either of those sides. And I still think this is becoming one of those things where the Rays are going to continue and continue to push for, this is what we want. This is a take it or leave it offer. If you don't take this offer, We'll just buy our time. We'll just wait out our time. And then we'll, we'll go to whichever city in the U.S. or Canada gives us what we want, gives us all that city? we're asking for. If that's Nashville, if that's Portland, if that's Las Vegas, if that's San Antonio, if that's Timbuktu, if that's Montreal, that we're, we're, we're playing hard with this stance here. But what city is going to offer taxpayer money in a COVID, in a post-COVID world, or a during-COVID world, I think. I don't know. That, I think there's. It's look. Going to be I, I think. 
It's going to be I, I difficult agree, to, to but tell that to people. Hey, by the way, I know that you, you don't have an employee, but the taxes are going to be for a new ballpark. Like, I think you can sell that here because people have an attachment to the right. Rays more than in Nashville or Portland or Vegas or Timbuktu. I hear Timbuktu is actually really interested in yes. baseball. So I, I'm glad that you brought them uh, uh, up in the show. But yeah, I, I think it's going to be a very tough thing for a new city to do. So I understand the bluff. I still think they, they're, they're going for it. Uh, but it would be very difficult for, for a new city to say, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll do that. So I think he might be shooting uh, himself on the foot here. Well, I thought Montreal had the private financing. In any case, I just come with it from the standpoint of in Las Vegas, I mean, they're almost COVID proof with the type of money that they bring in from casinos and things like that. But um, you know, some of these cities that want to be major league cities and, and pro sports town cities, they can build up a lot of goodwill and build up a lot of support. And like Louisville for years has been trying to get an NBA team. And I bet there's a lot of people in that city that would say, yeah, I'll, I'll throw down a uh, hundred bucks. If that means bringing an NBA team to this town, like I, and I feel like a, a city like Nashville could, could be along that same plane. Now it, it, it's just, let, let's just not get our hopes up with these, with these renderings. This has been going on for 13 years. We, we've seen yeah, renderings since 2007. Kevin, each, each time that these things come out, we have to get excited. Cause like, we want this to be fixed as race fans, right? We need, we need this to be fixed. We can't be looking at 2027 as the end of the fun. And, right. and that's why people get excited. I think it's, it's, it's exciting to see those pictures, but you, you do drive the, the number one issue, which is this is not in Tampa. Another big issue, where are the corporate sponsorships for this, right? I mean, you need yeah. that. The third, we talked about it, the roof. Hello, have you even been to Florida? Have you been to Tampa? Uh, you you got to have a roof on here. I mean, there, there are a lot of, we can get excited about the pretty drawings and, and the creek. I mean, the creek thing, the, the creek plan, that, that was beautiful. The basin as well. Uh, I think the convention center as a, as a revenue uh, starter would be fantastic for the race, but you also have to take in, in, into consideration that in order for the trop to be there in the first place, they displaced so many families, especially yeah. African-American families. So then you're going to do the same thing again uh, to these people. I, I don't, I don't think that that's right. So you have to fix that issue, but then how does that fit into the stadium and the convention center and the towers. Like I know they're different plans, but you have to integrate all of that. It's very difficult. So uh, it, it's a tough task. Here's, here's my idea. Here's my pie in the sky scenario. So um, let's move the Tampa Tarpons or the Tampa Yankees, build a new stadium in St. Petersburg, but let the Tampa Yankees, the single A affiliate of the Yankees play in St. Petersburg and that nice little property adjacent across the street from Raymond James Stadium that I'll bears the late George Steinbrenner's name. Let's let's do some sprucing up of that. Let's let's wrap it better. around with Rays logos and let the Rays play in there. I'll do you one better, Kevin. How about doesn't uh, the Rowdies play in the Al Lang Field? I, yes. They do. So right. what you could do is essentially do a switcheroo here. Mm -hmm. You guys can take the Allen field and, and play there for your spring training for the Yankees. And then the Rays take the, the Steinbrenner field. Obviously I think the Yankees would laugh at that. 
um, because they don't want to let go of Tampa, obviously. But that would be ben- that would be beneficial. I mean, people don't re- realize how many minor league teams are in the Tampa Bay area. There's That's so true. many. So even if let's say there's like five thousand people that go to these minor league games uh, on a regular basis. That's what, at least 2,000 people that you're taking away from the trap? So uh, yeah. it, tell me 2,000 people, uh, you know, through Monday and Thursday wouldn't help the, 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 the Rays attendance. Of course it would. So yeah. the, the Rays are already in a disadvantage, not only in location, but the fact that they're surrounded by all, by all these minor league options that people want to do. Because it's not just like watching baseball and your team. Right. A lot of people. A lot of people just go there for the atmosphere, to talk to friends, to reunite with family, friends, you know, to have a good time. So it's not all, you know, obsessed fans that are looking into, you know, WRC plus and on base percentage and, and OPS and defensive metrics while playing the game. It's just regular folk that just want to have a good time for three hours and, and have a beer and a hot dog. And, and you're not doing them a service by having all this competition around you and then also being somewhere where it's very difficult to get to and from. Let's get the big three in the city of Tampa. Tampa Bay Lightning are in Tampa. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in Tampa. Let's get the Tampa Bay Rays to Tampa. I mean, how cool would it be? It would be so cool to be able to, you know, win the NFL and the MLB crossover and their seasons mix. Say you have, uh, uh, the Bucks at 1 p.m. and the Rays game at 7 p.m. or vice versa. Just being able to go from one to the other or a oh, preseason game, just walk over, be yes. a double header, so to speak. Look, I'm almost at the point where, hey, let 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 the Rays just play in Raymond James Stadium, outfit that to a baseball field, much of the time, Oakland just A's? like the Oakland Athletics <laughs> and the Oakland Raiders did. Yeah, it looks like crap especially on television and it's a joke, but at least you have a home in Tampa. Yeah. Right? Honestly, I, uh, and, and the Marlins did it too, right? Uh, with, yeah. uh, the, where the dolphins used to play. Yeah. It's going to be an eyesore, but people already say that the trop is an eyesore. The only That's thing true. it would, uh, it would suck is obviously the rain factor there. Yeah, yeah, but the, I the don't know, man, like, like that. I'll take the rain delays a hundred percent. If the race can stay in Tampa, of course, just, just have the race play at 6am every day. 6 a.m. games. Let's do that. <laughs> or 10 p.m. games. Something yeah. along those lines, where the where the irrigation system takes takes care of all those afternoon showers and everything like that. Uh, we got some comments from uh, some of our listeners out there who had some things to say about uh, some of these proposals that have been tweeted out and and posted. It, it was actually the Tampa Bay Times that has been reporting this whole deal here. Uh, Toby Nickerson says, "I like them, but." Are these only are these the only images? I thought there were several proposals. If they're talking of no roof, then reduce capacity of the stadium. That way, reducing costs for a roof not only solves the weather issue, but helps boost atmosphere. Um, he was referring to there was a tweet that I think Fox Sports put out that only had a picture right. of like three of the proposals, not all seven there. So there was some confusion. Uh, Quinlan Deegan says any pro, uh, proposal without a roof is just silly. I don't disagree with that. Um, OCD prospect says summer outside in St. Pete, no early afternoon games ever with the showers that roll like clockwork with the humidity, the ball will die at the track and no one will show up because it's a bloody tropical swamp in the dead of summer. Just move them to Montreal and be done with it. 
I, I agreed with the the first paragraph. I'd yeah, you know, I'd like to I'd like Jeez, to see more of a, more of an effort there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Melissa Herrera says speaking for fair slash pale gingers everywhere. We won't make it through a game without a third degree sunburn. I'm gonna need a <laughs> roof. I had to do crazy research to make sure I was in the shade for spring training. That's a great point yes. by Melissa. See, like even in February, we did in March, early Mar- March, it gets hot. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. People again. People, uh, it's like they're not. Look, from if you here, don't man. live here and you think that oh, they they can find a way to work it out without no, you live live in Tampa, live in Florida for a year, live in the summer, live in the summer months, and and see how that works out for you. Actually, you don't even have to do that much. Go to a Bucks game. If any, yeah. if you've been to, uh, to Tampa, just go to a Bucks game and stay in the heat for those three hours. Tell me if you don't want to, you know, do very bad things by by yes. minute thirty three. As someone who plays, uh, in fact, my adult softball league, we're not, I think they're going to scrap having summer seasons because it, get, it gets rained out literally every week. Our season would normally run from like April to June, but we wouldn't get games, like the season would get postponed until September and October. Like our summer season would get so many rain delays that it'd basically be a fall season. That that's what we're dealing with here. Now, I, I will say that you know the the Pasco County uh, irrigation system on their ball fields aren't you know probably as good as some of these pro- uh, professional outlets, but still, you, you get my point there. Uh, and then Shirley, you just says, "What is the point of an open air baseball field in Florida?" Look, all very good points there, and um, pretty much everybody on the same page with that. All right, uh, I think that wraps it up. I'm sure we'll see some more. Look, this this story isn't going away anytime soon. There's every couple months there's a there's a Kreisman Tampa Bay Rays connection. I mean, this has been going on for so many years now. Just just ridiculous. Yeah. And the Rays the Rays don't even really want to be at the Tropicana Field site. Like they wanted to be at the waterfront of St. Pete or in Ebor City right. or some other location. They, this is like their their last. It's like give if we Ebor. have to play here, get us give us everything we're asking for. Give us right. the kitchen sink. That's well, and, 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 and Christman kind of, you know, uh, not subliminally, but like <laughs> legit, just straight out said the Rays are asking yeah. for this 100% of, of this parcel um, specifically. And the Rays were like, oh, we, we just said it was just a starting point. It was point. just the first it wasn't offer, like a take yeah. it or leave it. Like, come on. There's just oh, bad man. blood right now. And that's very bad news for Rays fans. If there's bad blood between the city, the mayor, the uh, the, the planning and, and, and the race, that's just going to just create stalemate. And we don't need stalemate. Again, 2027 is closer than it appears, right? And you have to have plans and everything set up, architecture, all renderings by at least five years time, right? So 2022, 2023, it's coming, people. It's coming. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, yeah, these proposals look great. It takes a lot of time to get all this stuff built and designed and engineered and following all the protocols and red tape, a lot of stuff to go through with that. All right. Uh, it being a Friday, we'll have baseball trivia coming up next, but first we've got to tell you about a couple of our good friends like built bar built bar is the tastiest and most delicious protein bar on the planet. So many different flavors, 18 
to be exact. Uh, some of their new flavors include caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. They are all delicious along with their original flavors such as coconut almond, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie. I mean, they're all so good and you should try them all. Uh, for, I mean, like, I haven't had a bad Built Bar experience. And here's why, because they're 100% covered in chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. They're low calorie, they're low sugar, they're high protein, they're high fiber. Um, just great for if you're looking to stay in shape or if you're looking to get in shape. So go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on L O C K E D O N. And that'll get you 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So whether it's for your classic or daily uh, driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and be sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you to the right place. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Okay, Ulysses, baseball trivia time. You are grilling me. You'll probably stop me, but I am curious to see what you've conjured up with for me this week. Well, uh, I got to get into the football atmosphere, okay? The Super Bowl is coming. Not only is it coming next week, but also the Tampa Bay Bucks are going to be playing. They're going to be playing at Raymond James Stadium. So even if you're not a big football head uh, you have to get into it. And so this is what I'm trying to do. Do you know when was the last time the Bucks won the Super Bowl? Uh, I, I believe the 2002-2003 season. That is correct. That is yeah. correct. Uh, that, that That's kind of part of the uh, the trivia here. So that was the warm-up. Okay. That was a warm-up. I like uh, it. Okay. So uh, Defense so wins championships. Back. That was the that was when you had the great – Bucks Warren defense Sapp, there with yeah Warren Sapp, John Lynch, Derek Brooks, uh, Rondé Barber, yeah Allstott, great fullback. Yeah. I mean, yeah, basically that entire defense went to the Pro Bowl. It was it was just amazing. Unfortunately for the Bucks, uh, after the Super Bowl run, there weren't many playoff appearances since. No, if, they've basically been the the Cleveland Browns of the South, if you want to look at it <laughs> that way, but. Our our savior here, Tom Brady, hopefully That's leading right. us to the promised land. Yeah. Well, since two thousand three, right? It's been a, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Oh three. So let's go back to two thousand three when the Devil Rays finished in fifth in the AL East with a record of sixty three and ninety nine. So my question to you is 
six players from that 2003 Devil Rays team. Oh, man. So I've got to name six players on that Devil Rays team. Uh, yes. Well, it was a forgettable era for sure. Um, six win- uh, Six players, I mean... Let me try. Uh, okay. I'm going to say Carl Crawford, definitely. Correct. That's one. Okay. Um, 2003. I want to say that's probably a little bit before BJ Upton's time. But I'll say BJ Upton. Strike one. Darn it. <laughs> um, 2003. Toby Hall? Correct. Very okay. good. The great Toby Hall. I feel like 2003 was probably after Fred McGriff as well. Um, was this uh, was this after the hit show with an yes. S in front of it? Okay. <laughs> yes. Oh, the legendary, legendary, and now despised in many circles Aubrey Huff that is correct three okay. very good you're halfway there bud Rocco Baldelli correct four okay Look at now you I'm go. on a roll here now yeah. I'm on a roll um not Ben Zobris it's too early for him Ben Grieve is he on the roster wow Oh, good. I job. pulled that out of my butt. <laughs> I've still only got great. one strike. I'm playing with house yeah. money here. I've yet to name a pitcher, though. Yes, you are. Uh, your namesake, sort of, Victor Zambrano. There he is. Holy yes, cow. Six. Do you have one more for extra? Let for me extra see. extra change uh, here? I know I can do it. Well, I've got two oh, strikes, got, so let me yeah. give it a shot. I'm going to say Scott Casimir, but I know it's probably a little bit premature. It's premature. Okay. I want to say Quentin McCracken, but I think that's too too late. It's too late. Ah, oh, dang it. Uh, let me get one. Let me get That was a foul tip. Let me get one more. Yeah, yeah, foul tip. Are there any... Pitchers that I would recognize here. Okay, yeah, 100%. go ahead. 100%. There are two pitchers that I think you 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 would have to uh they are they're pitchers in the Devil Rays era that are still involved in Tampa, I believe, especially okay. one more than the other, and we've talked about both of them on the show. And they're now retired, correct? Correct. A long time ago, yes. They weren't ever stars, but one is still involved, very heavily so, with the Tampa Bay Rays right now, even in 2020, uh, in some capacity. Some capacity. And the other guy, uh, well, he's he's on Twitter, and uh, he's a guy that oh, will okay. give you good stuff. I gotcha. Uh, big Red here. Oh my gosh, why am I blanking on his name? No, it's Seth McClung. Correct. Very good. Thank you. Yes. Do you want to get a uh, get guess on the other guy? 
The only other, I mean, the, the pitching coach for the Rays, Kyle Snyder, that's all I got. I, that's, that's wrong, I'm sure. That's okay. Doug Wechter, man. Oh, okay. Yeah, media. I should have thought of media type there. Okay. Yeah. There you go. That, that was not Any other significant names on this? There's a lot of I mean, uh, a lot of replacement you, level junk. Well, you got you got you got to be a little bit more specific when you say uh, you know. That, I mean, that like anybody that like Johnny Gomes. Any, Johnny Gomes is here. Okay. Any all stars? Diaz. Oh, I, I mean, I don't think so. I don't <laughs> there think were so. Many, yeah. <laughs> I guess I named them. Julio Lugo, I think, might have been one. Uh, okay. All star one year, maybe. Or am I just that's a recognizable name? Much? Okay. Yeah. Julio Lugo. Yeah. Man, very good. Yeah, yeah. awesome. You did uh, great, bud. Yeah, you that that was a year where well, I think the Lightning won the Stanley Cup in two thousand four. So that was an interesting era. I mean, that was also sort of Champa Bay minus the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. At least you had two really good teams, and I think the USF Bulls football team might have been decent. Yeah, the Lightning Maybe won in four. Okay, so they yeah. won in a four. The Bucks won in a three. So it comes in bunches in the Tampa Bay area. So let, let's hope for good things uh, next Sunday, man. Yeah, that'd be nice. Again, Toronto Raptors, we can claim them. They are playing in Tampa. So let's <laughs> hope they right, go baby. far as well. Okay, uh, great trivia question. I love that one. And it never hurts to go back in history, go back in time a little bit as well. Maybe next week I'll have to ask you uh, – you know, who was on the Devil Rays during Tom Brady's rookie season? <laughs> there you Every go. year that would have been, I guess, like 98, 99, something like that, whatever. Yeah. Uh, okay. As we usually do on a Friday, closing the show with a name that war. Uh, and Ulysses, the player I have for you, uh, we briefly mentioned him on Wednesday's show when we were talking about uh, Hall of Fame ballots. And this guy could be on the ballot in 2022. Uh, he's, I mean, I can tell you flat out, he is not going to be a Hall of Famer, but Hall of Good, Hall of Very Good, whatever you want to call him. But he has a couple ties to Tampa Bay in the sense that his team in 2008 beat the Tampa Bay Rays in the World Series. And he also, uh, this was, a, I think, a couple of years back, he sold his mansion in Bel Air Shore, which I think is in the St. Pete area, for $16.5 million, setting a record as the highest priced wow. residential sale in the Tampa Bay area. Former Phillies All Star first baseman Ryan Howard. What is his career war according to baseball reference? That's a good one. Okay, that's a good, good one. Uh, okay, so first of all, we got to take into account he's a first baseman, and so the defense is not going to be great there for his war. And also, he wasn't an adept, uh, you know, first baseman with the glove, so right. you can't give him too much credit there. But the bat was certainly there for a good, I would say eight years is that fair and maybe not no not eight years i'm gonna say six years of really good production six years of really good production which would put him at let's say four to five war each year let's go six times five is 30 then uh, a drop off there so maybe five more years of one war each that'd be 35 but i don't want to undersell him so i'm gonna go with 39 Man, you are shooting the moon on Ryan Howard. Um, I will say his war 
shocked me. I would have thought it would have been around the ballpark that you're guessing at, especially when you just look at his career numbers in a vacuum, but he must have gotten a lot of negative marks for all the strikeouts he had in his career and uh, the defensive defensive, uh, lack of defensive prowess as well. Throw it again. Throw that fastball again. Okay. Let me, let, let me, let me take another hack at this. Okay. Again, I'm going to go with maybe five years of really good production, but only with the bat. So maybe five times four war, possibly that's 20. Then maybe five war for the next six years. So that's 25, 26. Uh, Let's go with 24 war. I'm going to give you one more guess. My goodness. Wow, okay. Uh, let's go with five years of good production of three war. So 15. And then another five years of one war. So 21. Getting closer. 14.7. That's all it oh is. Oh my God. Yeah, now it could be it could be some mathematical errors. I don't know. Maybe B-Ref system messed up for Ryan Howard. I did for the record, look at fan graphs. And I think it was 19 something. So still lower than you would have thought. That's crazy. For a guy talk. like Ryan Howard. For he a guy who almost had, 400 home runs, 382 career home runs, career OPS plus of 125, 859 OPS. But again, he had a very swift downfall basically after he hit the age of 30. Uh, he also had two years. I mean, It's funny because he had such a great start to his career, and you were right. He had like five, six really, really superb years and then just fell off the wagon. I mean, he was the fastest player in baseball history to reach 100 home runs and 200 home runs, but he also uh, is the all-time record holder for most four-strikeout games as well. There were two (laughs) years where he compiled 199 strikeouts, so a lot of swing and miss to his game. And, and of course, towards the end of the, his career, he was like, kind of like Carlos Pena was towards yeah. the end of his career where he was just, I mean, it's 200 batting average and, you know, 20 home runs and a crap ton of strikeouts. That's unbelievable. That but looking at his numbers, that surprised me. I would have thought like at least 20, 25. I was, I was knocking him already bombs. with the, I was knocking him already with the defense and the first baseman position. I was going to like, okay, well, you know, 39, 35, my goodness, 14. I think they just don't give really any weight whatsoever to the first base position. Even if you're a great fielder, I think they, they put lower marks there, which makes sense in a way, which makes sense Um, with the 14, because then you can say, okay, five years of good production only with the bat would be three to 3.5 war. So it it makes sense for him to be around 17, 19 war. Wow. That's a good question. That's a trick question. Very good, Kevin. That year in 2006 has to be one of the best of all time. 313 batting average, 58 home runs, 149 RBIs. Wow. Unbelievable stuff. He was an MVP, three-time All-Star, Silver Slugger, Rookie of the Year, World Series champ, and LCS MVP. So, And look, he made plenty of money as well. Yes. No matter what the war is, he yeah. <laughs> he made his green Skittles. He made enough to to have one of the highest uh, residential sales in all of Tampa Bay yeah. history. So, uh, and also solid guy. I mean, you know, off the field with what he does 
with the media. He's also uh, produced several children's books. Just, I, I think like a good down to earth, cool, cool dude. Yeah. Enjoyed his Subway commercials, Under Armour commercials, all that. Enjoyed his well. uh, cameo uh, in The Office. So that was yeah. nice. And Always Sunny in Philadelphia, too. That was yeah. another one. That's true. That's Man, true. I think it was him and Chase Utley in one of yes, the episodes. Yes, I think it was. <laughs> I think Mac always wanted to receive a, a pitch by, by Chase yeah. Utley, wasn't it? He loved Chase Utley. Chase Utley is going to be another guy that before long will be yeah, on the in a couple Hall years. of Fame ballot as sure. well. All right. Okay, uh, that wraps it up for today's show. Hope you all enjoyed. Um, as a reminder, of course, we're covering everything you need to know about the Tampa Bay Rays, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It is hosted by Peter, uh, Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. All right, that wraps up this edition of Locked on Rays. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on Fantasy Baseball. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we'll talk to you next week.